the power now. We're in this moment and just let's be in the moment. But the sprinter has expended all of his energy instantly and then needs time to recover. Having more difficulty identifying what it is we want as opposed to what it is we don't want. In the room with 52 Jokers Wild. And we're back, as Arnold Schwarzenegger would say. And actually, that reminds me, and uh, I've been warned, forewarned, don't perform. Just be yourself. Just be. And that's that's the book, The Power of Now. Actually, the whole book, if you, re- if you read the whole book, the only thing I'm remembering out of it, if, you, if I summed it up in one, in one line, is to be. To be or not to be. William Shakespeare, she only took, ha- or I'm not too sure if it's a he or a she that wrote it. I'm that bad. Uh, but I think it's a he. But it's to be. It's the I am to be. We're here. It's now. The power now. We're in this moment. And just let's be in the moment. Let's be present. Let's be. And that's what I, and I'm not to perform. So I'll probably be reminded by George as we go. I'm going to naturally go there, but I'm going to try. We're just, I should say, we're going to try and have just a conversation, see where it goes. We're going to try and be present in the moment and just be, George. Now, you've, you, you've mentioned that you, you've been the power of now. Uh, you've been reading another book also, and I've been looking at um, The Artist's Way, which was introduced to, to me last week, and I've been actioning some of the points there. What was the other book that you, you'd read? I'm actually going to turn around and go, it's the Black Belt Mastermind. I'm going to take a direction from yourself and go, there it is. My wife was reading it and she gave it to me. And I saw saw the Black Belt because my, my daughter is into, actually she's one year off her Black Belt. And so I like that. And it turned out the girl in question, Danielle Serpico, is a black belt and an international champion in it and she's applied what she's learned from the rigors and and professionalism and, and practices of of martial arts and wrapped it around business speak and psychology to to do her version of uh using actually neuralistic uh neuralistic programming and nlp and that's what she specializes in so she's done her version of bringing her experience to date of running successful businesses, losing the business, finding her new way in life, and then as a result, you know, drawing on her expertise, what were what was out there, which was her her learning in in, in her sport, and then applying that to her new mindset going forward to to get a new strength of character and will. So that's actually that's an awful lot more than what I thought I got out of it. You know, I read the book literally in a day. It's very consumable, very readable. And what I, you know, and I said, what I took out of it is, is it's it's literally the black belt, like it says on the tin for your for your mind. It's to master your mind to go through and get your go from your white belt to your black belt. Go on this journey of of um, training your mind to be in the now. Taken from the other book, the power now to be mindful of the now. To, to feed it, to exercise it, to to under a number of headings, to you know not just do one thing, but you know it drew it drew on a couple of books actually, like Tony Robbins' like um, book as well, um, the Waking the Joint Within. There's exercise in there. He, he sort of says there's five big things. It's your it's your health, your wealth, your family, 
your exercise, uh, whatever, and maybe a personal project, to grow under a bunch of headings, running in parallel, as opposed to trying to do one thing to the extreme. Because if one is happening, the other is losing. If you're spending too much time in your business, you're not spending enough time with your family. If you're spending enough most time in your family, then maybe you're not giving enough of your business or your health. So the Black Belt Mastermind, she actually even mentions Tony in there, and she's done her version, which might be three points uh, a day and go look at in the morning say what three things need to be done reflect on yourself do a bit of reflection plan for your day and name the three things you want to do and grow in and the three things that pain you the most i might not be quoting right here this is what i think it says now i, I might be mixing books up but they, they all seem to draw on the same thing there's reflection living in the now planning to move forward successfully and and having a plan implementing that plan and not dwelling on fear and not inaction is is the worst thing you could do so i'm gonna let george get a word in the, edge of, yeah the, the interesting thing is that uh, i was introduced last week um in fact it wasn't the first time i'd actually been introduced to this i think several of my art friends had actually encouraged me to think about reading this book it was called the artist way the artist way has basically three principles the first one is the morning pages where you write at least three pages in a notebook which would work out to be about 750 words. Um, the second thing they encourage you to do is to have an artist date, and you're the artist, but there's the inner child within you, and it's encouraging you to take that inner you, the, the, the childlike you, out to explore the world, whether it's a museum, a movie, or a play, or listening to some music, or just going out and exploring the world as, mm -hmm. as such. Actually I'm going to jump in a second there. Oh, sorry, work away, George. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, third, the third part was to, to read the text uh, of that week within the book, The Artist's Way. Um, and what I wanted to, to, to just to explore is that I've, I've been writing for the last uh, week every morning. And what I found it did was it got rid of all those things inside you. What I then started to find towards the end of the week, uh, or even from the very beginning at certain points, was that I was no longer interior me i was now looking out and exploring the world around me and listening to the sounds the smells getting the smells uh, any any sense that were there and also hearing sounds so i was using my senses to be more to interpretate what the world was around me i was sitting in a garden and watching the world around me so it's more external than i was internal so i think that it's very good because it, what it does is it, it almost clears you out of your, of your mind by just doing that writing process. And it's a, it is very important that it's a, it's a handwritten process and not a typed process because there are different functions that are going on. I described, uh, I discussed rather with my wife that in, in the act of writing, you're doing, you're visually learning, you're, you're kinesthetically learning because of the actions you're taking with your hand. And you are also listening because you're, you're reading through and hearing internally what you've just written. So you're going through that whole process, which I think is, is a very, in, it's, it's a way of learning and, and setting yourself right. What I found after each day's writing was that I felt energized to go off and do the work I needed to do. And I got through a lot more because I was no longer cluttered with those, those fears or those anxieties or whatever was causing me issues because I'd already written them down. I got rid well, of them. Actually, that's just jumping in there and talking about back to the Black Belt Mastermind or even Tony Robinson's uh, book or actually a bunch of other books I've read as well. They're all drawing on the same thing. It's this writing. It's this 
pre is this plan for the day <clears throat> or micro plans to lead to the bigger plan and getting the thoughts out of your head onto paper into a task list of things to do or not to do is, is what's happening there and it's 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 because otherwise we feel i know of my wife uh, for example she goes if she sees there's 50 things to do and including myself we might do nothing because we haven't prioritized what to do in what order. Everything is equal and nothing is a priority or everything is a priority. Therefore, what we have to realize is most of it we're giving higher rankings to and weightings to, which could be just administration. It's it's mow the lawn or it's 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 buy the, the buy the milk, but that doesn't rank with change your career or or make that phone call or for or, or submit that letter for an application or a CV. It shouldn't weigh the same because some are life changing, some are admin, and that's what okay. The black belt masterminds like just because I read it yesterday is saying. Right, what's your three biggest worries? So just minute you say biggest, you're going, your mind should reweight things subconsciously and go, these are my three biggest you know, problems and these are my three biggest wishes and, and this is the three things I need to do soonest or earliest. And then you go, you start to go, well, that's a list for today. Or what can you, can you tick one of them off? Actually, I saw something on LinkedIn yesterday and this guy was again reflecting that. He was saying, Write your get up an hour earlier in the morning. The, the millionaire mindsets where get up that extra hour earlier. That hour is for you. In that hour, don't open your emails, turn off all your devices, don't look for listen to notifications, don't let anything seep into the now. The now, that early now is for you to go off and have a jog, energize yourself for the day, have your pint of water. No one, he says, most people keep on forgetting this water first and your coffee afterwards. Get your pint of water or your litre, 1.1 litres of water, whatever it is, and actually start your day properly, start it earlier, start it positively, start it for yourself, be in the moment, be in the now, energise yourself and don't put it negative negativity in first in terms of here's my list of, of taxes and bills and, and frustrations and jobs that is, I, if it wasn't there to washing, I would never do it. So therefore go... You should be waking up with a like a like a like a, like a, like a so, jump in your step or whatever. I can't even remember the word now. And go, you're jumping out of bed. You're looking forward to the day. And if you're doing the power of now, there's only today. That's all that matters. Start it positively. Get take those things if they're in your head. Write them down. Take them out of your head. Put them aside. And then get back to yourself. And in a couple of hours' time, take that hardest thing and do it first, so it doesn't block the rest of the day. So the 80-20 rule, get, get, get it out of the way first and your day should get easier in terms of hard things and workload. But then at the same time, if you're, if you're doing your passion, then you're going, it's the first thing you want to do is get into it and, it, it, and engage with it and be in the moment and be in the now. So I like what you're saying about the artist's way. And admittedly, when I heard the word artist, I think people be thinking art. Where actually what it is, is is creativity. And it's not necessarily creativity. It's saying, who are you? Who's, who is the inner you? Are you creative? What's your passion? Have you given yourself time in your mind to think about that? Or has the clutter of society and, and, and drudgery of daily events from cleaning the table to, to all that you yeah, must do and have to do, but at the same time, it's consuming your life and it's been given too much of a weighting of priority. Yeah. What needs to be reweighted is the inner you There's and a, what you need to be doing for yourself. 
There's a very interesting example that I saw in a video, and it was a school teacher with a load of students. They were probably FE students. I'll go through the whole story and explain mm. it, and then then get you to come in and, and comment ah, on it. Ah, good man. Okay. In other words, Carbon, shut up. Let me talk. When I get to the end, I'll give you the nod. So I'm only talking still because the phone is ringing. So I'll, I'll, be... <laughs> just see. I'll just see what we won't stop anything. I can cut this out. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Now, before you kick back in there, there was a few buzzy bits in there with the sound. I don't know why or where it came from. It might have been because McAfee was doing something here or may not have been, but it doesn't matter. You're, we're, I, I, we're going to... I think, I think we'll, we'll trim, trim those out. So, so, so basically, yeah. um, what the example was, was there was a lecture with a load of FE students. Uh, so they're in their 18, 16 to 18-year-old group. And he, he pulled out a bin and he showed them a bin and he put a load of small balls into it and filled it up and he says right so is the bin full and the, all the youngsters said yes and then he put a load of golf balls in there and he filled they filled up the little gaps in between and then he put some marbles in there and they filled up the gaps in between the golf balls and the bigger balls and they kept saying right it's now full so he had a bag of sand and he tipped the sand in okay and it filled up all the crevices that were in between and it, and they, it was they said, is it now full? And he said, yeah. And he had a pint of beer on the side, and he tipped the pint of beer in. And they kind of go, okay, what's that all about? And he said, well... The beer is back, by the sounds of it. Yeah, the beer is back. <laughs> so what, what happened was he said, look, if we had actually started to fill the bin with the sand first, then the, then the marbles, and then try to get to the next, the golf balls, before you'd actually got to the golf balls, the bin would be full. But because we put the big bits in first, then the golf balls, then the marbles, then the sand, it actually all leave, leveled itself out and you were able to get all of those things done. And he was saying that the problem is that we tend to focus on the sand more often and feel that we don't get the big things that we want to do in life. And the lights oh, of the artist way is, well, I'll <laughs> yeah. just finish this, but the, the, the point of the artist way was that basically, <clears throat> if you then focused on the big things, you still get to do the small things, but they find their proper place because what you were talking about, the right timing. When the students asked about what's the beer, he said, well, you've got to have some pleasure. <laughs> Go on. Actually, what you're saying there, and actually the last statement there, was then we're, we're um, assuming that the the glass or the bin or the glass now is the vessel, the vessel of the body of the of the word of beer. I mean, word word of vessel. It's and actually it's actually it's, say it's the bin. The bin is the no, vessel. No, no, I'm just saying I'm using the analogy now of going, you know, if there has to be some pleasure, I don't see a bin enjoying a bottle of beer. I'm saying the beer, the bin is us. And all those different elements that you're putting in is how we fill our mind and ourselves. Now, it could be filling yourself with food yeah. or bad things or good things and sweeties and healthy. But now, in terms of all it is, is there, each one of these items is you can keep on putting more, you can keep on putting more in and, you're, and you're, your mind or your being is not full. Now, I'm going the bin, right, hold on a second, as a vessel of a body you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a bad analogy already. I'm going, okay, even if it had been a glass, I think when I heard that story, it was actually a jar in a science lab and a, sim, a similar analogy as what else you get in there. And I'm going, now in, the, in, the, in terms of what we're talking about, I'm going, both vessels are confined and can be filled and, once, and they will be full, but full, full, full of different things. So I'm going, our mind is bigger than the universe. And actually, 
the bin you can get rid of and the bottle you can get rid of because it can we can keep on taking in an infinite amount of stuff if we learn to tap into the inner self the power of the brain the brain doesn't even get five percent used the amount of neurons and things going on in there is is still has more capability than the best data centers and computers on the planet and they would not even touch what is capable in there so the so we well, actually the, the, there's something quite interesting about that because the, the the brain actually isn't infinite and what what actually happens when psychologically when we're, we're doing we actually filter out there's so much information going on but what we do is we filter out all the stuff that's irrelevant we don't actually need it so we cut it out so that we take the more important things and that's what we then focus on that's based on those that currently can only let's say that the general pop is tapping only five percent of their capability and that five percent is like the bin it's full it's a five percent that's nearly full and for something else to go in something has to come out whereas the other 95 percent hasn't been tapped we haven't open up the left and right hand sides and realize how we can actually grow and spark new new neurons and not all studies say you know oh we can't we're full and we can't learn anymore we're actually what's happened is people are advised in their later years to start reading more you know play chess oh you know even music and actually it starts opening up other parts of the brain that he previously hadn't tapped because there was the block or the fear and actually most times it was like my son or myself were going I want to learn by osmosis. I don't want to go through the learning curve of learning. Therefore, I feel I can't learn anymore. I wouldn't know how to do that. I read five books, which if we start in the last, let's say, month, and all, if you had told me to do them as a job, I would have seen them as work. I would have put a block in and I wouldn't have bothered. Now I'm going in, I know sublimely or subconsciously, I'm drawing on all five books the best bit I remember of each and how that might apply to myself or us in terms of park the past, live in the power of now, be present, realize if we want to move change, then we can go on a new journey. Change is about growth, is moving from fixed mindset to growth mindset. If we start learning something new, we're going to benefit under all headings of health, mindfulness, uh, energy, you know, interest. I, th I think one of the biggest problems is is that because we, we, we expect to become experts instantly and we get all this information that hits us instantly and we can't process that information, we actually need the information to slow down so we can actually work through it. And, and, and that's, we've even used that term, you have to work through it. In other words, you have to process it. And, and the joy is, is not actually sort of making it a hard labor. It's actually saying, look, if I take this chunk, I can work at it, then this chunk, and then this chunk. And if I keep building upon it and practice and practice and practice, I'll actually learn and it will become second nature. But we, we seem to assume that if we that if we only do something once that we've learned and we're only giving ourselves a chance to do something once because we're getting flooded with so many other things. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to what we discussed earlier on. There's a time for every little bit. I, I'm messing around with the keyboards on a, on a piano. Uh, and, and what happens is every now and then I come back and I just tinkle around and then I go away because I've got something else that I'm about to do. So I time slice and I gradually build up that information and get better and better because because I'm not expecting to be an instant pianist overnight. I'm just gradually building those those things up until I will become good. Well, and I've been nice doing that with the violin, theory. you yeah. see, as well.
because but I you've mean, got realistic expectations yes yes i don't or didn't so therefore i wanted to be learned by osmosis i bought a guitar i expected to look like you know sort of a rock star within 20 minutes yeah. because i had the imagery the brand the look the feel i just didn't have the experience the knowledge or the passion but yeah. I mean, at the same time, or and, and you, the language you were using a minute ago was nearly a mix of business speak and you know, and a non-business speak in the sense of invest, investing time, it's, you know, the bits and pieces and work towards. Whereas people don't want to hear the word work and they expect to know it. And it's what we're talking about is we have to invest our resources. What we, that we have of time and focus and energy into whatever that might be on a consistent basis to have any realistic expectation of actually learning something. Now, yeah. some of us might be naturals and they get their 80-20 quicker and others might have no natural, that, no natural ability for that particular thing. And no matter what you do, you will never get there well, the I, same I place for the amount of time and energy. Yeah, I think one of the biggest problems is that quite often we we see the sprinter as as the ideal, and we forget about the long distance runner. And actually, mm. we need to be long distance runners who basically who may not be working at the same speed as the uh, sprinter, but the sprinter has expended all of his energy instantly, and then needs time to recover from that that building up all that energy and then suddenly letting it go. He's then got to build that up. Whereas the long distance runner is plodding along and actually accumulating a lot more information and doing a lot more with it and can achieve a lot more, I think, because he builds up a certain amount of stamina. Now, there's something interesting. If we're back into the power of now, and there's only a now, and what we're talking about is people with realistic expectations as to how much time are they willing to invest of all these nows in the future to get this result they want. Yeah. Now, the result might be, I want to be Usain Bolt, or the result might be, I want to be able to run a mile uh, or five miles on some Dublin marathon or something, because I don't have an expectation to be an international star. In it. Yeah. But in both cases, you're going to have to use up a bunch of nows of time. And if you're doing that, you're not doing something else. You're not going to be with the kids unless they're running beside you, or you're not going to. So it's this. We all we have to. It's this value of time at a moment in time to choose one thing over another, give it a different weighting, and because you have a vision or a, a or, or a goal that you've set that I want to get healthier, I want to be able to run the Dublin Marathon, but I don't. I've never. I haven't even walked the garden. Therefore, my expectation is by this time next year, if I did an hour a day. Uh, I built up gradually, I could, I, I'll invest this time in my health, in my mindfulness to get exercise, to, to then get to a stage that it gives me more time in my time, in my lifespan, because hopefully I'll be a little bit healthier and then live longer. And it, it, it should give me a bit of payback as a result to then be with the kids. And that's where the five big things and, and, the, and the Tony Robbins comes and, and the Black Belt Mastermind and even the Power Now. Invest your time wisely in the present in, in things that will make you healthier, wealthier and wiser and gives more value and mindfulness or meaning to the present and the, old, and the, and the amount of presence you have Till the end of time, or the end of days, your and, and, days. And, and in, in fact, all of those books and and the the artist way, they're all talking about 
that what the, the biggest problem is the fear. So the fear that you can't do something stops you and inhibits you. You talked about the fact that if you've got 50 things to do, you can't process it. If you don't give, if you give them equal weighting, they end up hitting a brick wall. And I remember once working for an editor uh, when I was very young in the early days of my career, and they had 10 things they wanted me to do. And we may have talked about this before, but when I asked what took priority, he said, they're all the same. I ended up going out into the hallway and actually literally stopping because I didn't know which one to do because, and that's where you get the kind of meltdown. If you don't prioritize, if you don't give weighting to certain things over others, you can never get any of them done. And that's when you become paralyzed, which I think is something that's actually happened there. Mm -hmm. The other thing that we were also, um, that is also said in the, um, the artist way and the Tony, um, what's his name? Tony Robbins book. Awaken a joint put in. Yeah. That's it. Um, <laughs> is that you also need time to stop? And in those times when you've stopped and you've got rid of the inner voice, because the inner voice is the, is one of the clogs. If you, if you write stuff down and get the inner voice out, then you don't have the inner voice there. You're now open to other opportunities that may present and and give you a solution to a problem that you have. Um, because one of the things um, there was that we, we talked in one of the earlier episodes, we ended up talking about doism, toism or yin and yang and all that kind of stuff. And one of the things that they were talking there was that if you stop trying, quite often you find a solution. And I've actually said to my wife quite a few times, I, or she said to me, you're trying too hard, George, you need to stop. And you'll find Taxi, the path. You're literally at the quoting and something straight out of the book there like the black belt mastermind and it was it's like you know I, and actually every other book as well you've got to stop the start you've got to stop to think to plan actually most business uh strategies are involved don't rush in stop plan and then prioritize and then do so but as opposed to just don't go off and do because you just go off into your silos now did you actually when you, what reminded me when we were talking about there was when you have emptied your art when you have 10 things or you don't know what the answer is so uh, old wives tales because you've heard it out there everywhere and they didn't realize they're quoting all these masterminds is sleep on it go to bed with your question and you'll wake up with the answer and your subconscious is working a hundred times more than your conscious is, and it'll go off and find it. So even if you, if I forget a name, I normally get it by the end of the conversation, and it comes back in because my unconscious or subconscious has gone off and is doing the work for me. And I, oh, I actually do believe go to bed now, not with stress and worry type things, because I, I actually one thing I've said it to yourself a number of times is I work harder in my sleep than I do when I'm awake. I'm going off doing spreadsheets and God knows what and solving problems. I'm going. I wake up and I realize I've done nothing but my energies has because i have these dream um sort of power naps and dream uh, like you, you do this rem times you're going you've now done 900 times the compression of work in your sleep and had a restless night yeah. and may not have woke up with sleep you've thought you've done the work and you still haven't done it now that's the wrong thing to go to bed emptying your mind and asking the universe for the solution to so ask the universe and then wake up and your subconscious will more than likely have suggested the most, you know, the, lead, the path of least resistance. And I think it'll have, it actually might even suggest, forget all of that nonsense. It's rubbish in the first place. You shouldn't even be thinking about it. And that's where most time we're talking about stuff in front of us that shouldn't even be there. We shouldn't even be talking about it. It shouldn't even enter. And that's actually, that's where we're arriving back at the power now is we're going, 
we've prioritized the wrong things. We, we, we're, we, this is stuff that's using up our life and shouldn't even be in our consciousness. It's not only in our consciousness, it's in our subconscious. We're, and it's never mind the fear, we're worrying about the future of it in the present. And and, and, and as I think we were, before we started this conversation, we we're saying sometimes reflect, I, you like the word reflecting, and because it's coming out of all these books as well in terms of reflective practice and learning. But sometimes I heard, because of what I was reading, I was hearing the word reflective, is now thinking about the past or reflecting on something, which is now bringing the past back into the present, using up my present now and the power of now, uh, it's already gone. The reflection should have already happened subconsciously. We've already made the decision to move on. We want nothing in here other than the new we're asking the universe for under our new wants and wishes and journeys. Well, one of the things that's quite interesting is that if you, because I, I was I was starting to think about this idea that um, what we need to do is empty ourselves out. And at that mm -hmm. point, we can then stop. So we've emptied out that chitter-chatter box that's in there. The other thing about reflection is, if you actually think about it, a reflection is now. Because if you're in the now, you're actually looking at your reflection and sort of kind of go, well, that's where I am now. You're stopping the internal and looking outwards to see that reflection of yourself to say ah, well, that's good they're like you're saying uh, reflection well, i was taking your reflective yeah. practice, practice wording to be reflecting on where you are or on stuff you've learned or yeah. taught process whereas i like what you just said is the reflection Reflect. is yeah. actually in the mirror and it's not that you're even thinking or consuming it's this is you now. Now this is the as is. This is the I am. Now the other books we're talking about talk about actually the black belt mastermind was drawing on a few of them was saying her her what her style is is to bring the future now to the present and work backwards how you got to the future and start carrying out those steps now. Yeah. So if you see your you want what you want to actually do do at that point is is reflect your best you in the future you want to be now and go on that journey. Now, if you go back to the other thing we were talking about, about trying, if we're trying, 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 we're filling up the now because we're just constantly trying and not listening to what could be coming to us. So the, so all our energies is going to this almost obsessive approach to things and we're blocking ourselves, which is where the buffering, you remember when you watch TV and all of a sudden it stops because it's trying to buffer, there's so much information it can't actually process it? Well, we get those kind of blocks. But if we can get rid of that and let it out, we then open ourselves up to the other influences around us that will give us a better direction Back to actually to achieve things. Ask the universe, because what we've done, if we add all the books together so far that we're looking at is, is we've drawn a line in the sand in the past. We're not happy with that. We're listening to the books and going, we're not let, that's gone. That's where it belongs. It's not to be brought back in or dwelled on or even mentioned because it's yeah. giving it, it's giving it airtime. It doesn't and I, and I think if we look at other philosophies or wherever your philosophy is coming from and whatever religion person's coming from, they all have something that is there to try and influence you and speak. But if we're blocking that path for them to talk to us or whoever it is to talk, who could actually be quite simply the person sitting next to us because we're not listening to them. We're just so busy doing our own thing. But if we stop for a moment, they might be able to give us a slightly better perspective because of where they're looking at what we're doing from that p point of view, if, we're, if we were open to be listening. Yeah. And we can only be open to listen if we're empty and, 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 and stopping that chitter-chatter from going on. How's your Actually, mobile doing? 
Don't, no, but, well, don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. It's given me a couple of minutes. It's still there. Yeah. Now, the, the interesting thing here is, is you've reminded me of something I said yesterday or spotted on LinkedIn and someone had some little 30 second or 10 second snippet. I think it was from a TED talk and she was going, her expertise was conversation. She goes, do you, the 10 points of having a good conversation. I, I, what I was realizing is, you know, I found a little bit of the inner me through all these books and meeting yourself and reflecting over the last year of what I don't like. And like my daughter, we're having more difficulty identifying what it is we want as opposed to what it is we don't want. But that's good. We sorted out we, what we don't want. And we're being left with a little bit of, well, if it's not that, it might be the opposite. It might be this. But what's real? I realize is, what do I like doing? So at the core, I think I mentioned to you, Mother of God, I think anyone in the audience, if there is an audience, can guess. I like talking. Now, I'm not going to get worried about how you get paid and where money might come from. If all I had was a moment I'm in, I'd like to be talking. Now, that then says, are you like listening to yourself? No. The conversations. So this is a conversation. We're giving ourselves a little bit of airtime. I admittedly am trying to grab more because I'm a, like, I have 10 sentences together. But... Conversation. So I'd like to find what I think the journey is, is I'm on the journey to find my voice. Don't just, I like talking, that's the wrong terminology. I like conversations. I love conversation. But that, that now is what I've learned from what she was saying was on this LinkedIn thing is, listen, the best conversation will come from listening. And I'm going, oh God, right. I'm going to have to learn that bit, and I'm going to have better conversations with yourself and others on the basis of listening more and maybe not talking so much. So and the I interesting think that's thing what is, I'm learning. Yeah, the interesting thing is that that's actually the title of this episode, is The Art of Listening. Well, it's not the art of talking anyway. <laughs> no. But, it, yeah. but I think I think so because um, one of the one of the problems is that it's it's if we empty ourselves out, then we can listen to what's coming in from around us. So it that's actually scary. echoes that point. I was saying that's a bad title, George. And so no, no, hold on a second. The art of listening, because what we're saying is listen to the inner you, listen to the universe, listen to your friends and family, listen to the economy, listen to business, and then but do something about it. Hear, listen, hear. Act, change, transform, grow, and 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 be mindful. So be mindful of it, but but use it, use the best of it. Hear the right pieces. Let the subconscious click away and provide you with the answers of what did you actually hear. And thank the audience for listening to this episode. Thank you very much. Well, Look forward to seeing you in the next God. one. He shut up long enough. <laughs> for George to get a word in edgeways. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. Bye. Do what it says on the tin and follow and share. <laughs>